thrilled to be here. Thank you for joining me every Sunday morning at 11 here on 88.7 FM WLUW. Got an hour uninterrupted of your favorite small town kid. Go to the Loyola Phoenix, Nick Schultz. I know Sister Gene pretty well. I think he's the sports editor there. He is. He's a sports editor. Great. Yeah. Sports good, columnist, sports writer. And, uh, and there's a, there's... I'd be lying if I said I wasn't watching baseball in class. Nick Schultz, who is a, a rising star in this profession. Our guy, Nick Schultz, covers Loyola for the student newspaper there, the Loyola Phoenix. I have to keep pinching myself <laughs> and asking if this is real. I cannot believe this is happening. I'm a poor, starving college student, so I would say I was physically here, but I wouldn't say I was mentally here. Week two is in the books of Missouri Valley action. And if you're joining me, you just saw that Drake beat Southern Illinois 86 to 55. Quite the game out in Des Moines for the Drake Bulldogs, who are for real. And that's the moral of the story this week. Welcome in to Missouri Valley Live. I'm Nick Schultz with WLUW Radio and they're off the inbound college basketball blog. Great to be with you here for another week of this. Starting to do more of these periscopes. It's been a lot of fun, and I hope you're having as much fun as I am with this. Happy New Year. First of all, it's the first one of these of 2021. Thank goodness 2020 is over. And a lot to get to this week. Some notable scores of note. Valpo and Illinois State. Loyola Bradley did not play due to COVID issues. So therefore, we have Evansville, Northern Iowa, which was crazy. We have Indiana State, Missouri State. And we had Southern Illinois Drake. So to run through the scores, Evansville took both from Northern Iowa. More on that in a minute. Indiana State, Missouri State, Missouri State took both, and Drake took both from the Southern Illinois Salukis. All three sweeps, and again, no Loyola Bradley, no Illinois State Valparaiso, but the stories, the stories, I should say, of the week. And before I get to that, feel free to comment on here. I will read probably all the comments, at least all the ones I deem appropriate, except for the guy on my Loyola Live the other day who made fun of my microphone. Like, nothing like that, but... I will read comments. Feel free to chime in. Gives me something to talk about and allows you to sound off on anything. We're talking all Missouri Valley, so it can be Loyola, Drake, Southern Illinois, Evansville, Valpo, whoever. Feel free to chime in. I want to start with the Evansville Purple Aces, who are 3-1 and one in league play, and they have won three more league games than I thought they would all year. I know I'm not alone in that. I was one of a few that I know of who thought Evansville would go defeated in league play. I didn't think they'd win a game in Valley play, and here they are now, winners of three out of the first four, which is a good sign for Todd Licklider's group. I'm glad he can get his first wins as Evansville head coach. And the Purple Aces put on a show at Northern Iowa. Uh, they won the first game 65-61. They won the second game 70-64. to And something with the Purple Aces game plan for this year, I want to pull up a tweet from my buddy Chad Linscog. He covers... Uh, Evansville for the Evansville Courier and Press. He does a great job over there. He's a great follow if you want to know what's going on with the Purple Aces. And there was a stat he tweeted out. I want to find this to get this right. This is as of yesterday at 3.30. So this, I, this is, I believe, either just after the game between Northern Iowa and Evansville or just before it. Only three teams in the country have a higher three-point attempt percentage than the aces so a higher percent average of three pointers attempted 53 percent of evansville's 
field goal attempts have come from beyond the arc. In the first 12 minutes of the game yesterday, they took 11. So it's a very, it's a very interesting strategy for a team like Evansville in the Missouri Valley. Just because that's a very, to compare it to kind of the NBA, the NBA is very three-pointer oriented. And that strategy by Todd Licklater, I mean, it's working. They're winning. I'm not going to say that it's a bad strategy because they're they're winning. You can't deny that. But it's something I didn't expect, and especially Sam Cunliffe's out this year for Evansville. I That's why I thought I didn't think they'd win a game. And now 3-1, and one, beating the preseason favorite Northern Iowa back-to-back. Time to start taking the Purple Aces seriously. I, I agree with my buddy Josh Betts who commented on here over Betts Sports Week. I don't think Evansville will finish 10th. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree, Josh. Evan, Evansville is not a 10th place team anymore. I kept talking about the different blocks in this league. You have your Loyola, Bradley, Drake, your top three in some way, shape, or form. And I'll talk more about that block in a minute. I've got a whole thing I want to talk about with that block. Then you have your, I was saying, your fourth through eighth teams which is everyone except Illinois State and Evansville. And then you had Illinois State, Evansville in the bottom. Now you can lump Evansville in with that block to make it a 4-9 through nine block in the standings. And obviously Illinois State, to me, is now going to be at the bottom. They're going to be in that last block of the bottom team. So that makes even more parity for this league this year. We knew there was going to be a lot of parity anyway in the league. I didn't really know what was going to happen. I couldn't predict what was going to happen. Not that anyone can. I filled out preseason ballots the last three years. I don't. I think I was close on last year's, and I think I still had three of them wrong. But now there's gonna, this is an even tougher year, and going into Arch Madness, everything I talk about is planning as if things go according to plan. So going into Arch Madness, I think you're going to see an Arch Madness very similar to last year in that anything can happen. Any given night, any team's going to show up. It's going to be another crazy year. Evansville just makes it that much crazier with the way they've been playing. What's also crazy is that the Drake Bulldogs, you know, the team that was picked eighth in the preseason poll, the, the Drake Bulldogs are 12-0, the first team in college basketball to get to 12 wins, and they only received 17 votes in the AP poll today. Yeah, I looked. I counted. 17 votes in the AP poll. <laughs> Drake's for real. They proved that today against a, I would say, a good Southern Illinois team. 86 to 55 was the final score today after a 73 55 win yesterday. So Drake put on a clinic and let's let's check some stats from last year because Southern Illinois coached by Brian Mullins, former Missouri Valley defensive player of the year, the architect of Loyola Chicago's defense. The last few years when he coached under Porter Moser, last year was obviously his first year as his, as the head coach at his alma mater. He's a defensive guru. And Southern Illinois, not surprisingly, was one of the better defensive teams in the league last year. I'm pulling up the exact numbers now because I want to I want to illustrate just how big it is that Drake put up 86 points on this Southern Illinois team tonight at Knapp Center in Des Moines. So as I pull up the stat feed here, let's go to Southern Illinois. Team stats. Scoring, let's get this right here. Opponents scored 62.2 points per game last year against Southern Illinois. Now, let's look at this year's stats to compare. Because Southern Illinois is a good team this year. I mean, they are 
they're up there toward that fourth or fifth place spot in the standings, probably. Because I still think Loyola Bradley Drake, there's a little bit of separation there. Not a lot, but enough. And as we pull up the standings here on defense, points per game allowed. Southern Illinois allowed 67.4 points per game this year heading into tonight. Gave up 86. Drake was ahead of Southern Illinois, giving up 60.3 points per game and held the Salukis to 55. Drake is legit. And I started I started saying hashtag rank Drake as a joke. I really did. I meant it as a joke. But now, yes, rank Drake. Get number 25, Drake. I agree with Dick Vitale. Number 25, Drake. Darren DeVries has done a really nice job with that program since taking over for Nico Medved. <laughs> was that last week when I was talking about how someone said Nico Medved was still the coach of Drake? Yeah, that it's Darren DeVries now. And he's doing a great job with that Bulldogs program. I'm going to pull up stats from tonight because obviously the game is fresh. We are probably, what, 10 minutes? How long has this broadcast been going? Probably 10, 15 minutes from game, from the end of the game. Southern Illinois had 21 points at halftime. And Drake had 41 points. They were up 20 at half. And Drake managed to score 45 in the second half. Led by... That's uh, Yosefu had 16 points to lead the way as I pull up the rest of the box score. We got Tramel Murphy had 7, Hemphill had 12. Yosefu off the bench, or Yosufu, excuse me, Yosufu off the bench had 16, and Garrett Sturts off the bench had 14. So big points off the bench for Drake. That's Joseph Yosufu, by the way, for Drake. So the fact that the, the only starter to score in double figures for Drake was Hemphill with 12. Shanquan Hemphill had 12 to lead the starters. Joseph Joseph Yusufu and Garrett Sturts came off the bench and provided 30 points. Sturts was 6 for 7 shooting. Yusufu 6 for 10, 2 of 5 from 3-point territory. Drake has depth, and that's scary to think about, that this Drake team has depth like this. I... Rank them. Get them in the rankings. Roman Penn only had 8 points tonight. Drake put up 86. Roman Penn had 8. I figured this year's team would be Roman Penn goes, Drake goes. No, he had 8 points tonight and they still put up 86. That's crazy to me. Now, the big series to watch next weekend. And I know last week I hyped up Loyola Bradley and obviously... Loyola Bradley didn't happen because of COVID issues at Bradley. But barring COVID issues, as we sit here now, Monday, January 4th, at what time is it? 8.05 p.m. Loyola Drake is going on next weekend. That's going to be a series to watch. It could be the series of the year. The back-to-backs are tough, and I think that's why Southern Illinois came out so sluggish because, I mean, the back-to-backs are tough. You've got to get out to a fast start with these back-to-back games. And they didn't. But Loyola Bradley, that, or Loyola Bradley, Loyola Drake, that's going to be a lot of fun because you've got the firepower from Loyola, who, with I hear Ugwak now playing with some confidence after the game against North Texas, and Drake, which has depth beyond its starting five, which is, I'd say, different. I think last year Drake rode Liam Robbins, like they rode Liam Robbins all the way. Now, Robbins transferred out, obviously. He's at Minnesota. You can make the case this year's team, I mean, on paper, obviously they're 12-0. They're better 
they're better than last year. But you can make an argument by just watching this team. This is a better team than last year without Liam Robbins because they they don't have that Liam Robbins type that they can just hop on his back and carry him the rest of the way. No, this is a good team, a good group that works well together. Same with Loyola. Loyola's a good team this year. They're starting to work well together. They're starting to fit the pieces together. Porter Moser has a good problem. He's got too many guys. So it's depth versus depth. And I think next week's series is going to be the series of the year, depending on what happens with Loyola Bradley. That one, too. That's always a tough rivalry. But next week's series has series of the year written all over it. Let's get to a couple comments here. Uh, who do we have? Bet Sports Beat. That's my guy, Josh, again. Darren DeVries and Todd Licklider, one and two for Coach of the Year, in my opinion. I'm not ready to say that about Licklider yet. Let's see how this offensive system works with the shoot the threes and hope they fall. Let's give that a little bit yet. So stay tuned. Uh, Connor Ferguson. I know he's a Drake stand as well. Dogs, 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 baby. Keep up the great work, Nick. Appreciate you, Connor. Thanks for watching, my friend. Yeah, I mean, this is... I didn't expect to be talking about Drake being the first team to 12 wins and talking about Drake as a contender in the top three of the league. But it's no doubt Loyola, Bradley, Drake. And I think you could even start saying Loyola, Drake, Bradley or Drake, Loyola, Bradley. I think of the three, it's a toss. It You could pick them in any order and I wouldn't disagree with you. That's how good it is. That's good for the league. Drake could be the only team to make a run at the at an at-large bid if they run the table. That's the thing when we talk about at-large bids. I still think when it gets down to it, all said and done, the year's over, it's going to be a one-bid league. And I think Drake could be the only team to make a run at a potential at-large bid, make it a two-bid league. And that's just because they're off to a 12-0 start. They're not getting the respect from the national media because they're not in the poll, which rank them. But that's neither here nor there. They need to be ranked. They need to get some respect. They could make a run at it. But yeah, I think it's more than safe to say some combination of Loyola, Bradley, Drake will fall in your top three. And that's why next week's series between Loyola and Drake is going to be huge. And is that game, is that game on national? If not, it should be. I'm checking. I'm going to check here. I want to see if that game's on national. Because if it's not, that needs to get flexed. Because I don't want to watch that on ESPN+. Plus. I want to watch that on CBS Sports Network. Hell, I even want to watch it on CBS. Well, I don't think it'll be on CBS National. But like CBS Sports Network and all of those. It is on CBS Sports Network next week. Uh, the first game is up in the air, but the second game is on CBS Sports Network. So they're going to get some national exposure out of this. It's two high-powered offenses and two really good defenses. Looking at the defensive stats, two teams rank ahead of Drake in defensive points allowed. Bradley has allowed 59.3. Loyola has allowed 59.6. Drake has allowed 60.3. That's going into tonight. So Drake's number is going to go... Drake's number is going to change a little bit because they gave up 55 tonight. It's not going to be a big difference, but it's going to change a little bit there. But for all intents and purposes, Drake's allowing about 60 points a game. Loyola and Bradley about 59 points a game. So you got a tough defense next week for both teams and high-powered offense for both teams next week. That is in Des Moines. It's at Knapp Center. So Drake, Drake's got back-to-back series at home at the Knapp Center. And I don't think there's a true home court advantage this year. I've been saying that. There's no fans. 
tough to say if there's a home court advantage. Let's see how the se- let's see how the season goes and see if we talk about the home court advantage. But I do think there is an advantage in the back-to-backs. I didn't expect there to be a week where all the games get swept. Granted, two games got canceled or postponed. So that kind of changes the number of games. But I didn't think we'd see all sweeps in a week. I thought we'd see a lot of splits. Because you saw that early on when the season got started. Last week, you saw a lot of splits. Teams come out fast one night. They fall back the next night. Because they're tired. It's a grind. It's going to be a grinded out season. That's what's going to happen. So seeing all sweeps like this, don't think you're going to see it ever again. I could be wrong, but I don't think you'll see it again, if not maybe one or two more times this year. That that series next week, and I keep going back to it. Tune into that if you're a Valley fan. If you're, I would hope if you're a Missouri Valley basketball fan, you're watching this. Which Thank you to everyone for joining in. Tell your friends about this. We're four people here. It's a small group. Tell your friends, come on out. I'll probably be on here for another five minutes or so. But a lot of fun going on in the Valley right now. And I did see that my guy Paul Oren reported that Valpo is getting back on the court, which is good. Both men's and women's teams are starting to get back on the court, which means that the Crusaders should be on track to play next week versus Missouri State at the Arc. Uh, First game's on Saturday, second game's on Sunday. So that'll be a good sign to get Valpo some games in. Obviously, I'm not sure what the situation is with Bradley. I know they went on pause because of COVID issues. That's still yet to be seen. According to the schedule I have here from ESPN, the game against Northern Iowa is up to Sunday and Monday. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. Maybe get some Bradley games in there because Bradley's got a good team this year. And hopefully hopefully they can rebound from the COVID issues they have. And if anyone got COVID, I hope they recover, obviously, because they're going to be able to make another run this year. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. That'll be another fun series, even though Northern Iowa didn't look great against Evansville. But that's because Evansville, I mean, you're shooting 12 threes a game. 12 threes a game. You're shooting 12 threes in the first eight minutes. Then, yeah, that's going to, you're going to, some of them are going to fall. That's just the nature of college basketball. The, the more you shoot, the better chance you have of them going in. Shoot or shoot kind of thing, you know? It's like in baseball. You, 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 throw, you throw enough pitches, one of them is going to get over the plate, right? If you shoot enough threes, one of them is going to fall. So that's, it's, it's an interesting strategy from Evansville. I might watch some film on that and maybe do more of a breakdown with that because that is just so interesting to me. <laughs> this, this Evansville team, the team that everybody wrote off, they got the least amount of votes in the preseason poll for a reason. The team I and I know some others were saying weren't going to win a game in league play is 3-1 and one because they just keep chucking up threes like they're in the NBA. I might do a whole breakdown on that because that's 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 new, and that's a new system from Todd Licklider. But man, three and one Evansville Purple Aces got to respect it. You have to respect it. Let's run through games for next weekend. I talked about a couple here. So the series coming up next weekend: Southern Illinois, Indiana State, Illinois State, Evansville, Missouri State, Valparaiso, Bradley, Northern Iowa, and of course the marquee matchup of next weekend: Loyola, Chicago at Drake. That's going to be the series to pay attention to especially. But all of these games are going to be close, I have a feeling. I think Missouri State-Valpo is going to be a better series than it looks like on paper. Same with Southern Illinois-Indiana State, Illinois State-Evansville. Those are the two teams that I said would be the bottom two teams in the league. Now you can lump Evansville in with the top nine. I think Illinois State's going to be in 10th, just the way the Redbirds are looking now. I'm sorry, Redbird Twitter. But that's going to be telltale of this Evansville team. Was this weekend a fluke? 
Depends on what happens next weekend. Evansville's at home. Bradley Northern Iowa is going to be a decent series, I feel like. I know Ben Jacobson today from my guy Nick Pateros. He covers them for the Waterloo Courier. He tweeted that Jacobson's still talking to Antoine Kimmins a couple times a week. Nothing yet on whether Antoine's coming back this year. A.J. Green, as you recall, is out. So it's a big hit for Northern Iowa there, losing those two guys. We'll see what happens next weekend. But if, if I'm Ben Jacobson, coach of the preseason favorite Northern Iowa Panthers, I wouldn't. I would not be happy losing back-to-back games to Evansville this weekend. That's what's coming up next week. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Same time next week, probably. I might wait till Tuesday. Next week, we'll see. Actually, next week, the last game's on Monday. So same time next week, I'll be here after the Bradley Northern Iowa game, talking Valley Hoops with all of you. Thank you for taking the time to watch. And then in the meantime, until next week, I will be on WLUW Radio on Sunday at 11 a.m., talking Chicago sports, but I'll also be talking Missouri Valley basketball because the Valley is near and dear to my heart. So I'm looking forward to seeing you then. If anything else comes up throughout the week, check back right here. I'll be here to discuss it with you. So everybody stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask, wear a mask. Valley season is in full swing. We're two weeks in and it's already crazy. Imagine what these next few weeks have in store. Have a great week, everybody.